nothing I enjoy more than being a walking contradiction. Now I'm an atheist with a guilty conscience. You are going to be editing overtime this week. Welcome to How We Saw It. How did we miss this episode for so long? Right? Buffyverse, Whedonverse, whatever you want to call it. I am Mike, and as always, the passion to my beer bad, the chosen one to my Adam, Aaron! What's happening, everybody? Hey, if you dig what we're doing, and we hope that you do, please take a minute and leave us a review, and then come over to our Facebook group and hang out. We release all of our episode info there, and if you'd like to check out my blog where I talk about politics, go to thevoiceinbetween.wordpress.com. I'm excited for today's episode. I think I might even be more passionate than the religion episode. How did we miss this one? I think it was too obvious. I guess. I wonder what else is out there that we just haven't thought of yet. Right? Uh, tacos. Yeah, I could probably talk for an hour about tacos. And now it's time for everybody's favorite segment, What's Keeping You Sane? What you do this week? It was one of those, like, oddball weeks. Like, I didn't have anything really that stood out as as something that kept me sane. It was just kind of like a ho-hum sort of week. Uh but did you see the new it trailer? Oh yeah. Oh my god. Like if that had to, if there was a high point in the in the week for me as far as shit like that goes, that trailer was absolutely it. Mm. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um oh god, where do I even start, man? Like the like the 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 casting for the for the kids as adults is is good. Like you can never really tell until you actually see it, you know, how it's going to be. The You know, you think about it and you're like, well, I don't know. Maybe it should be this person. And when you finally see it, you get your you get your full idea. And it's perfect. I love it. Um, mm. The trailer was creepy. Uh, I must have seen eight different fucking YouTube videos about <laughs> all the hidden hidden Easter eggs you missed in the It 2 trailer. So we watched I'll say we watched one of them and. Damn, if it wasn't a whole lot of reaching, like, oh, well, there's two twins in that picture, which is a nod to The Shining. Or maybe it's just two fucking twins. Like, twins are unsettling. Like, that's why Stephen King used them. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then, you know, obviously you get to see Pennywise again at the end. And hey, did you think he sounded a little bit like Winnie the Pooh? <laughs> when he came out like it almost made it just a little bit creepier that he was just like oh bother you know like i was fucking thinking think honey looking for honey and uh now it was just a fucking great trailer and uh, i'm pissed that i have to wait till september to see it um I, know, I, I texted it to the boy i texted the link to him and all i said was new it trailer and he comes home from school and he throws his stuff off and he comes running into the TV room and just dives on the couch. And he looks at me and he goes, that new it trailer. And he was just so excited. <laughs> That's awesome. Like what, what do you, what do you, what do you think? What, what was your, uh, what was your take on it? Oh, uh, my first thought was I could never remember. Was that Bryce Dallas, Dallas Howard or was that Jessica Chastain? That's Jessica Chastain. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen the two of them together, so they might be the same person. Yeah, take that for what it take that for what what it's worth right there. <laughs> <laughs> and that old lady seems straight out of the book. Oh God, so creepy. <laughs> it, it captured so well. When she like that the scene where it's it's uh, like right up on Jessica. I almost said Bryce Dallas Howard. Uh, <laughs> where it's where it's right up on Jessica Chastain's face, and then you're looking past her 
into like the back section of the house, right? And you see the old lady like in the shadow, and then she does that like goofy clown walk off screen. Ugh, <laughs> just the worst chills, man. And then when she peeks out from around the corner, like the don't get me wrong, I love the TV version of it for what it is. Like Tim Curry is great. And the section with the kids is is good. Um, the second half bores the living shit out of me. Mm. Like, and I feel like that's kind of always been the like the consensus is that like the first half is good and the second half is less good. Right. Um, and I feel like this might actually change that. Like, I'm not saying it's going to be better than the first part. Like, you'd have to be absolutely fantastic to be better than the first part. Right. right. But uh, but I think it'll at least put the the second part up on par with it so i'm kind of excited about like the f the finale of the story being as good as the beginning for a change mm. but uh yeah that was uh like, I, <laughs> crap i said i was gonna plug pluto tv like every, every week every week um <laughs> so uh i watched a lot of unsolved mysteries this morning that seems to be like my sunday my sunday morning thing when i get up early <laughs> like there's never anything on I don't feel like watching infomercials about Dyson vacuums and new wave fucking convection ovens. Uh, so I'll just throw on unsolved mysteries and like, it, it's got to stand, like it's got to be some kind of like testament to how good that show was that I'm watching a show that's like 30, almost 30 years old. Right. At this point, <laughs> yeah. and the cases, <laughs> the cases that they're talking about were old when I watched them right. originally. So if I can still watch that shit, it, it's got to still be a good show. Uh, <laughs> so there you go. There's your Pluto TV plug for the week. <laughs> um, <laughs> so there, uh, please sponsor us, Pluto TV. Right? All right. Come yeah. on, Blue. <laughs> what are you waiting on? <laughs> Stop teasing it. Uh, <laughs> that was what kept me sane. What, what kept you sane? Well, I got a tattoo. My first tattoo. Yeah. And I went huge for my first one for some reason. So it was painful, but not at the level I thought it'd be. I still find myself, I'll look down at it and just be like, holy shit, that's permanent. <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> I love it, but it's like, holy shit, that's going to be there the rest of my life. Did you have that moment where you like forgot that you were in your 30s and you were like, what if my fucking mom sees me? Yeah. <laughs> 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 but am I old enough to make this decision? Oh, shit. Mom's <laughs> going to be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> Like Bart when he had to get the tattoo removed. Right. <laughs> but yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm looking at it right now. It's right on my chest so I can see it. My wife thanks got for, Thanks for letting everybody know you don't have a shirt on. All right. No, I look, I'm actually pulling my collar up. Ah. I'm wearing a Jurassic World shirt. At least you're not wearing like a mesh shirt, like, you know, like some dude bro. Like, yeah, I can Ooh. see it through my mesh. That's a good idea. Don't do that. <laughs> And then I found out, I found a perfect YouTube channel this week to help with this episode. He's called Passion of the Nerd. Okay. He has a couple of series dedicated to Buffy and Angel where he goes episode by episode and does a deep dive. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's really good. And they're about 20 minutes a piece. And he really dives deep into it. And he's, like us, more passionate about Angel. Okay. So, it's, it's, so I feel a like kinship with the dude. Right. But 
recommended watching, especially if you haven't seen Buffy and Angel yet, is you have to watch The Great Tragedy of Buffy HD Remastered. So you know not to watch that. Yes. Because it totally changes a lot of the feeling of the show and a lot of the lighting that they purposely picked. And also widens the screen so you can actually see crew members and you can see of crew scenes. members. I know. <laughs> so. I watched a. I wa- It's oddly enough. I wonder if it's the same one. I watched a like a YouTube video about the HD remaster. Like what went wrong, basically. Yeah. Probably. Either. I couldn't. It might. It might be. Yeah. I didn't know it was that bad. Like I knew it had come out, and I hadn't watched it yet because like it wasn't available like disc. Like it wasn't on disc or streaming mm-hmm. really easy for me. So. I hadn't watched it, but I watched the what went wrong, oddly enough. And uh, damn, it seems like everything went wrong. Yeah, and I think like, that's... The, like, straight up them changing the dusting. Yeah, I think that's the version on Hulu, so I was kind of ticked. Because I lost my DVDs a while oh. ago. So, I'll have to find other means to get get the show. Yeah. eBay, I guess. I don't... Netflix had them? No, they don't have them anymore. They don't have them anymore. It's just Hulu. So, yeah, I think I'd have to eBay the DVD set. You'd have to eat the DVDs. I can loan them to you still, if you want. I could rip I them. I still have them. I mean, and make copies. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then send a check to whoever their parent you could, got you could watch. You could watch them. You could watch my copies and then commit them hard to memory. Yes. Uh, Yes. So much so that it would be like if you needed to recall it, you could just press a button and, <laughs> and recall a specific moment or episode um, and then return the DVDs back to me. Does Does Disney own that now? Is the mouse squad on my house? On its way to my house? Might be, man. <laughs> I think it yeah. was 20th Century Fox, wasn't it? I think it was, too. <laughs> yeah, it's been nice knowing you. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, so keeping up with it, the topic this week, I decided to do an entertainment hot take. So, The Matrix, Star Wars prequels, Lost, Dexter, The X-Files, they all kind of have something in common in now maybe even Game of Thrones. Mm. Why do you think such huge franchises fail at the ending? Why do endings on such great entertainment lose their ways in the end? I think part of it is like a, like, I hate to say it, but like a shooting yourself in the foot. Like if your show is so good, uh, by the time you get to the ending, your ending had better be so damn good that it, it, because your ending has to be better than what you've given the people previously. Mm. It has to raise the bar and it has to tie up every single story and, and loose end that you've, you've created. Um, I I'm kind of in the minority. I would swap lost out of that list because I actually enjoy the ending of lost. Mm. Um, I caught a lot of fucking flack for that when it aired, but uh, I had no problem with the ending of that show at all. Uh, I liked that show a great deal. It fell off for me a little bit towards the, towards the last couple seasons. Uh, but I actually enjoyed the ending. I would put the Sopranos on that list yeah. instead. Yeah. Cause I, God damn, did I hate that ending? <laughs> uh, everybody, Every film and TV snob under the sun couldn't wait to tell me that I just didn't understand it, <laughs> that somehow I had missed the subtle nuances of a blank fucking screen. Um, I, I guess if that makes me dumb, then fuck you. <laughs> um, no, that ending was fucking terrible. And uh, Dexter, which I only watched like two or three seasons of, 
Uh, but I had enough people tell me how awful that ending was that I kind of got the gist. Yeah. Um, and with Game of Thrones, man, I, I don't know. I, I've been hesitant to talk about it since this season started because uh, you catch a lot of flack for saying that this season isn't necessarily as good as previous ones. Mm. Um, but it, this season is not as good as previous ones. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just simply saying that for the final season, when you gave yourself six episodes, I think it was, um, you better be ready to bring it home in six episodes. That's that's not a lot of time. That's, I mean, the last two episodes, I think, are an hour and a half a piece or an hour and 20 minutes a piece or something like that. Uh, Jesus Christ, that's not a lot of time to sum up like six previous seasons. Right. And then... Like I'm going to assume now that everybody that's listening has watched it. If you wanted to watch it, um, they 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 wipe out they wipe out the dragons. The entire Dothraki army is fucking gone, and and Daenerys is getting all wonky and evil and kind of turning into what her brother was in the first season. Um, at least that's what I felt anyway. Um, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Like they've got two episodes left. This one and next week. Uh, I, I like I am I am optimistic I'll say I'm optimistically hopeful but I'm expecting the worst too like it's just I have a feeling that they've they either don't know how to end it and they're kind of gonna leave it with an ambiguous bullshit ending like most shows do when they don't know how to finish it up um or they're gonna be paying so much attention to the future with the spin-off shows that they're just gonna let this fizzle because they know they've got other Game of Thrones shows coming Oh, right. that's kind of what I'm concerned about. Um, I don't know. It almost feels like you said, like the bigger the show, the, the the worse the ending is. Like, I can't think of a whole lot of shows that I've invested, you know, beginning to end and been super satisfied with the finale. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's just, you know, maybe it's just the, the audience expecting too much <clears throat> from the writers, uh, you know, who are just, writers right. uh like banshee did you ever watch banshee yeah, yeah. it was on on cinemax for anybody yeah. looking to check it out um banshee i thought was like one of the most low-key greatest shows there was yeah, definitely like it got it got no it got no hype it didn't get like a ton of uh it didn't get a ton of buzz and it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. Even the even the, the 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 last couple seasons. I think it was what four was it four seasons? I think so. Yeah, three or four. I can't remember. Like, I'll say like the last season is a little shaky, but that finale was fucking great. Um, oh, it was like three and a half seasons. It was like a full third season, and then like five episodes of a fourth season or something like that. It was like shortened, but it was really good. Like they managed to take a show that had a lot of different characters and a lot of shit going on. And at the, <clears throat> excuse me, at the end, it was uh, it was it, it was tied up nicely. Like I was actually sad when it ended. Yeah, like, I felt like they they could have kept going. Um, and I feel like maybe that's the perfect segue because you know, man, that show had Eliza Dushku in it. Yeah, who was on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah, that's true. And as some of you might not know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was a show that used monsters as metaphors for the troubles of growing up and souls as a moral compass. It took the trope of a blonde in trouble and flipped it on its head. Buffy's spinoff show Angel is a great metaphor for substance abuse in adulthood. 
So let's start with the obvious question. What brought us to the Buffyverse? I'll go first because I know your story. Yep. <clears throat> I was brought to it by liking a girl. She loved it. So I thought I would try to, it to see what it was about and to oppress her that way. My first episode was actually episode four from the last season. And I loved it. So I immediately went to the mall and bought the first season on DVD. And then each subsequent payday, I would buy the next DVD box set. And I was caught up by the time uh, the seventh season was almost over or halfway over. So how did you find it? Uh, I got into it. Like I was aware of the show, obviously, like unless you were sleeping under a fucking rock, you, had to, <laughs> you knew about that show. Um, I got into it through you. Uh, I was very much not interested in that show in any way, shape or form. Mm. I didn't understand the hype. I didn't understand. I, Cause to me, I was like, they made a show spun off of that movie because right. I like the movie. <laughs> I was like, but they've changed everything and it's not the same story. Fuck that. I was like, no, 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 no. So I bowed no out. Luke and Perry didn't even, no Luke Perry. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and now there's no Luke Perry. No. <laughs> um, uh, and so I, I, I'd had, I wanted nothing to do with it. And uh, I went to hang out with you one weekend when you were living at your grandmother's and you were like, yo, man, I've uh, been watching Buffy the Vampire. Like you said, you were like nervous to even tell me that you had started watching right, it like, yes. for, out of fear that I would <laughs> out of fear that I would somehow judge you <laughs> for it. Um, so and I, I was like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I didn't bother. I Like, in all honesty, I felt like if you were watching it, like maybe there was something I was missing. Mm. Like because you you and I generally like similar shit. Um, and then didn't you have to go to work or something? Yeah, like you had to work that night, so I ended up staying at your grandmother's house. Like you worked, oh, whatever. I don't even remember what the hours were, but I watched Buffy the whole time you were gone. Uh, hmm. Like I think you started me in season two because that's what you were watching, and right. then I was like, "Oh well, do you have season one?" And you were like, "Oh yeah, it's over here." And one after you left, I took out season two and started from the beginning, and I was pretty well hooked. At that point, I know I went back, I went back home and started buying up the seasons as they, as they came out. Like, I think I bought like one, two and three right off the bat and burned through them as fast as I could. And those were like 21 episode seasons. Those were old school, like right. these take forever to binge watch kind of shows. Um, Change the DVD. <laughs> yeah. You had to actually get up. No, I me but I didn't though, because if you remember, I had that three disc DVD player oh, yeah. that I would just hit the thing uh lazy is what i am um but then, yeah that's how i got into it i got into it from you uh from you being like please don't kill me but i watch buffy the vampire slayer now i want to watch buffy the vampire slayer too <laughs> why why did we dislike the notion of buffy so much in our younger years uh... you know because it was pretty coherent especially to you i think she was in the same grade as you each year so she yeah. graduated when you graduated and everything in 97. That's weird to think. Yeah. Wow. I <laughs> aged with a TV show. Um, I don't know. I guess maybe I just associated it with like, I mean, it was on channel. Oh God. What channels was it on? It was on channel 11 and it was on channel nine for a yeah, while. It moved to UPN. Right? Yeah. It moved to UPN when uh, season five. No, it was between five and six, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think that's why five ended the way it did. Yes. Yep. With her like dead. Um, 
I think for for me, I just associated it with all of the overdramatic teenage shows that were on those channels as well. So I didn't view it as anything other than another one of those. And that wasn't the kind of thing I was into watching. Right. And I think it was the stigma of it. Yeah. You know, it was definitely a girly show. It was, you know, which is then, funny if you actually watch it. You know, right. it's not. So I think definitely not sure of myself, no confidence to watch something on my own, especially like that. Yeah. You know, it took just being on my own to try it and then wanting to impress a girl. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you took a chance and okay, so it didn't work out with the girl, but hey, you got a cool show out of it. Like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Can you take yourself back to the first viewings of Buffy? What were the emotions you felt through the show? Did you understand what it was that you were watching? Um, Yeah, I think so. Because like, you know, like we had said, like I was already... Like it had already been a, it was an established show when when we started watching it um but i remember just immediately being drawn into like the characters i felt that the characters were 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 fairly well written and i liked the uh the sense of humor i thought was like it was clever and it was quick um which i which i really like um and the more I watched it, the more I saw that there were there were subtle nods to the movie, and there like they didn't completely ignore that it was there. Like you find out later that like it's a rights thing, and that's why they they had to kind Great. of reboot it. And I just it was uh, it was everything I didn't expect it to be. Um, mm. Like I mean, uh, you know, over the course of time watching it, like there were amazing, amazingly emotional moments, and there were. There were some genuinely like kind of tense, I don't want to say frightening because it's like a campy kind of show. So it's not not super scary in, in like the strictest sense, but like there were g- genuine moments of like horror air quote kind of stuff. Um, and I wasn't too far removed age wise from the characters in the show. So there were still moments of them in high school and shit like that that I could identify with because I had gone through, you know, I had yeah. felt things like that, too, like. You know, it was, it was, it was relatable. Right. My bad. It started in 97. I said she graduated in 97, but she didn't graduate until the third season. So that'd have been 99. Okay. <laughs> the year before me yeah. graduating. Cause I'm younger than you. Yes, you are. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I was enthralled by the characters immediately. I immediately felt that kinship to all of them. You know, I found familiar and relatable things in Buffy, Xander, Willow, and Giles, even to Giles. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my loneliness and depression and sense of the drifting at sea really left me open to find a home in that show, in that universe. And I think that's really what it captured really well is that unknowingness of adolescence and young adulthood. It just was able to be such a good metaphor for what I was going through at the time. Right. You know, and, Cause I was definitely not mature from age. So I still related to high school kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm still kind of that way. I'm perpetually mm. like 15. <laughs> Do you think us being male affected our viewing of the show? Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Uh, I mean, let's, let's be honest. The show is, is female centric. Mm. Um, which it, I, 
I think worked for the show better for me. For, if it if it had been like a like a, a male centric show, like a broed out fucking dude show, like I probably wouldn't have enjoyed it as much because there was a certain amount of like, uh, God, I don't know. Women just come across more decent ninety percent of the time, so I feel like that aided. <laughs> right. And I think the me- the men in the show that were Giles and Xander, they were good examples of men. Yeah. You know, they weren't they weren't the brohemian or bro types or the um the saviors and yeah. without a cape kind of thing. They were I mean Xander friends. had the occasional white knight moment, but Right, for for right. for the most part, they did not overuse that. No, and he did a lot more victimized. He was yeah. more of the victim than the... Yeah, he was kind of the butt of every bad scenario, yeah. really. Yeah, you know, generally when a male character has to be the hero or the savior in all the situations. And... Oh, you mean Riley? Right, you know, kind of... <laughs> I'm sure we're going to get into him at some point. (laughs) (laughs) I was able to, at one of the conventions I go to, I was able to sit down on a panel. I was the only male panelist for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. It was really, it was really fun just hearing how different girls my age viewed the show. Right. And how much different the meaning they found in things. That, you know, I was really kind of bummed that I didn't get to sit in on that, on that, uh, that con thing when that you were on. Cause I would have really loved to have listened to it all, which leads me to my point. Uh, the Buffy, the, the Buffy and angel fandom, they're like the least offensive fandom. I think like, is there, ed- I mean, I'm sure there's some, to- some toxic assholes in it, but for the most part, like right. it's really not that bad. No, I think, I think the show. I mean, yeah, there are some debate like who's better, Angel or Spike, and that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. And, and, but I think the show itself, it was full of conflict, but not conflict between the cast, the the characters. Yeah, you know, other yeah. than what it would be like in real life, real yeah, relationship, gen, gen, general like you know disagreements. And it was always the same writing staff and producers and creator singing on it. So it's not like Doctor Who where there's a different doctor, different show. Yeah. yeah. And Star Wars. Right. What other toxic communities are there? Any of them, really. (laughs) (laughs) Rick and Morty, there you go. Right. Yeah, and I think... It's one of those things where you feel a kinship to the fandom and but you don't feel better than other people because right. really the overarching theme was we're all our own heroes or yeah. can be our own hero. Hell, we were even yeah. remember we were on that message board? There was that Buffy the Vampire Slayer message board that we were on for a while. Yeah. yeah. Like no one ever argued in that thing. No. no one ever got mad at anybody else. Like everybody was always like, Hey, hi, like, you know, whatever. <laughs> everybody was cool. God, that that has never ever fucking happened ever again to me in any other kind of fandom setting. Ever. Right. No, really not. 
<laughs> it's, it kind of blows me away, you know. Like you joke, you're like chuckling about it, like, hey, yeah, maybe. That, no, you're right. Fuck, there hasn't been any. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sad, you know. Yeah. So yeah, I wonder what makes it special to not be a toxic community. I mean, the whole theme of the show, I guess, is like you know, don't be an asshole. You know, be good to you know, be good to your friends, and you know, treat people that aren't vampires nicely, I guess. Right. <laughs> Let's go to some fun questions. Okay. What is your favorite episode? Oh God. That's like, I was putting the list down because I was like, well, God, I can't just pick one from one season, but what about this fucking, you know, like, <laughs> um, so hang on, let me get to my list here. Um, Innocence from season two, mm. uh, where Angel loses his soul. Um, and then I think the obvious one is passion. Like, right. I think, I think anybody that knows me well enough, if you asked them what my favorite episode is, they'd probably say that one. Mm. Um, you can't, you can't not bring up hush. Um, you have to bring up once more with feeling. Um, I thought the wish was a really good episode. Yeah. I actually think the wish is like a, is, is like a, a very underrated episode. Um, I really like Buffy versus Dracula. I think it's like a fun throwaway first season, like first episode of the season kind of episode. Like, it's just, it's like, you know, it's the fight that everybody was kind of like, you know, who would win. Right. So it's, it's goofy. It's, it's got that like universal monsters goof to it. Um, (laughs) The body, you have to bring up the body. Um, Jesus, the Anya speech alone is enough to, to cement that episode. And then, Oddly enough, I pair these two together uh, from season six, seeing red and villains. The the two episodes there where Tara dies at the end of the one, and then uh, Willow, Willow goes crazy in the right. in the follow up episode. Those were the those were the real standout episodes for me. Um, it was hard picking them post season three, like aside from the one like the real like obvious ones. Like the, the the seasons after three, they they dwindle off a little bit. <laughs> I think season six is definitely for me was the weaker because I couldn't stand the the three nerds there. Yes. Oh God, the geek was it the geek squad? Like no, that's Best Buy. Um, <laughs> I don't remember what the fuck they were called, but it was something goofy yeah. like that. Yeah. Just I, I know a lot of people loved them, and the writers really loved them. I thought they were funny sometimes, but they were so overdone. Like, you know, by the time, um, oh God, I'm going to fuck his name up. Who was the one that she rips the skin off of? That wasn't Andrew, was it? No, Andrew was the one who... Andrew's the yeah. one that sort of like, like stays with them, right? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, whichever Warren. one she flays... Warren, that's it. Whichever When she flays Warren's skin off, like... He was so arrogant in those last couple episodes that he was in that it just it felt too drastic of a change. Mm. Like he like he's a he's a nerdy kind of nobody, but now he's like he talks like he's a super badass. Like I don't he, they never had any powers. They had like goofy technology stuff. Like I, I, they're the guys I, from Big Bang Theory, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yep. There you go. <laughs> But, so it was the prequel to Big Bang Theory. Oh, God. They were te- <laughs> dipping their toes in the water. 
<laughs> yeah, I agree, man. That they were uh they were weak sauce as far mm. as big bads go. Right. I think the only worst big bad was probably Adam, just because season yeah. three or four was kind of season four is horrid. <laughs> is season four the one that has hush or is that season five? Season four has hush. Four. That's the only good fucking episode in that season. <laughs> the only one. I'm gonna go ahead and say it now. Like I'm sure I'm sure there are people out there that'll be like, Well, what about episode No. Um <laughs> Hush is the only good episode and everything else is just dismal shit. Hmm. It's just so poorly done like you could tell that they were unsure where to go then now that they had gone from high school to college yeah i was really trying to find yeah it's feeding footing again i think they honestly would have done better if they had not used the college as the backdrop if they had simply said like they go to college right and you could insinuate that they were going to class or whatever during the day and then had left it like like five six and seven were where they were they were just you know in in Sunnydale. Right. We've done kind of like maybe half a season or less, you know, like first couple yeah. episodes, Buffy realizes she can't do the dual life. Yep. You know, and maybe... then we wouldn't have had to deal with fucking Riley. Right. <laughs> or the initiative that was, or the initiative, <laughs> you know, as bad as we say, Adam was, I think Riley was the standout worst character, maybe mm-hmm. in the entire series. Like you want to talk about some some alpha male dumb dumb shit, like his whole inability to deal with the fact that his girlfriend was stronger than him, and that that nine to one hundred fucking whatever however long episode it was, like all those episodes with that oh god this the will he or won't he and he just can't take it and he's so <laughs> upset and now he's gonna turn to like uh basically like performance enhancing drugs and oh god just. I wanted him to die in the worst way. And then he comes back in the season five and then thankfully he left again, but mm. Oh God, he was the worst fucking worst. I it's, I watched Jen and I watched all of angel. We made it through the whole series. We burned it like crazy. And then we were like, all right, let's do Buffy. So we got like one, two, three. And then we slogged on four. Like we got like, five episodes in and we were both just like this is fucking terrible right like i had of course seen it and my thought was i'll be watching it with somebody else for the first time maybe that'll add to some enjoyment no it's still fucking horrible Mm. it's just a it was just a fall apart garbage season and i feel like it was probably the first one that joss wasn't as closely involved with because angel was already going at that point no he was very involved he wasn't yeah he wasn't involved in angel that much at all it was God. left to grieve all mostly. Now I don't have any excuses for why yeah, that season was so damn bad. He wrote a bunch of episodes that season. Did he write Beer Bad? No. Uh, Tracy Forbes, the same woman who wrote Where the Wild Things Are. Ah, right. <laughs> oh, man, I totally forgot about that shit episode, too. Man, that was awful, too. God. So what are your favorites? I think you named most of them. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like, I enjoyed, generally the season finales, I really enjoyed, like, Prophecy Girl. Yep. And the Becoming Becoming 1 and 2. Yeah. And then Graduation Day. (laughs) Yep. The two-parters that they usually did at the the end. Right. And then... I enjoyed the ending to 6. I thought the Xander Willow thing was 
I thought it was nice. Hmm. I thought that like he got to, you know, the only person that could save Willow was Xander. Right. I even liked like Restless. Which one was that one? That was the one with the cheese guy with the cheese, the dreams. Oh God, yes. Man, there are so many of those later episodes that I don't even that I don't even remember. Um, a lot of people. It's not a lot of worst of list, but the weight of the world. I really enjoyed the one right before the gift. I'm trying to think which one that is. That's the one in. Uh, season five where she shuts down oh yes 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 yeah i don't dislike that episode it was on a lot of lists for worst and i guess maybe it was mischaracterized or something but i thought it was good i think once you get past season three people get really kind of like I say it like I don't do it, but they get dismissive <laughs> about those episodes. Like I'm sure there's a lot of, if I go back and watch, I'm sure there's plenty of good stuff in there. It's just that it's usually piggybacked by. See, I found, the, this, I found it different though. I found a lot of people don't like the first three seasons. They don't think the show hits its stride to the fourth or fifth season. Wow. Because I think it, it comes from a female point of view. I do believe an older female. Well, I guess, yeah. Oh, because that's what they were talking about on the panel and everything, you know. Like, huh. and then like the first season, a lot of people don't like just because it was the camp factor and yeah. Well, and it was a mid-season replacement, which I have never been able to find out what. Like, I Google it and I can never find an article that says what show they replaced. But yeah, it was a mid-season replacement. Yeah, um, he he mentions it on that YouTube channel I was talking about. Like, oh, does he? It was like Savannah or something. Oh, okay. it was the name of a city. The show, okay, I can't remember what it was. <laughs> but yeah, it was a mid-season replacement, and they kind of in the first couple seasons he wrote like he wasn't. It was going to get canceled, right? Yeah, everything had at least some form of finality to it. Yeah. So, what was your favorite season? Ah, uh, that's tough. I think probably two. If I had to say, like, you know, which one I like as the, on the whole, I guess two, um, three. I don't particularly, I like season one, but like you said, there's like a camp factor to it. Um, I would throw season six in after that. Like, the, for the stuff I hate is kind of balanced out by, you know, more episodes that I don't dislike. And I actually kind of enjoyed Willow as a big bad. Mm. I, th- I thought Evil Willow was kind of cool. Um, season seven i honestly don't remember a lot about season seven i remember there being a lot of potential slayers (laughs) and i remember not particularly liking any of them uh i remember really disliking uh kennedy's being the replacement for tara as the love interest for willow i was never a big kennedy fan um but i did i you know honestly i did like the ending i thought the finale was fine you know, they, 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 they save the day and they, you know, they end on a joke like, oh, I hear there's a hell mouth in Chicago or something like that, you know. So they want, didn't they want to go shopping? No, that was what they were going to do afterwards. Right. <laughs> yeah, I would go, personally, I'd go season two, then five, then three, then seven, then one, then six, then four. 
Okay. Yeah. I think we can both at least agree on where season four belongs. <laughs> Maybe it's because we didn't go to college. <laughs> well, I went to enough of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to get the general idea. <laughs> who was your uh, Who was your favorite big bad though? Um, like you being the season full arc, yeah, big bad. yeah, and then if you want to say like other ones that you dug to after that, yeah, absolutely, uh, probably, probably the mayor, yeah, as a fun good. character. I mean, definitely the best bad guy was Angelus, damn right, and you know, actually, all of them except the initiative or entertaining except well yeah even some of the annoying triplets there are three guys there some of that was fine just don't like yeah. on the rewatch yeah it just doesn't hold up yeah well, yeah i like i liked glory yeah i think my favorite was angelus obviously um the master i thought was like he didn't really have enough time to right to you know find his footing um I don't, you would think, because I'm a big fan of Nathan Fillion, but I don't remember Caleb very well at all. Mm. Um, I don't remember, like I said, I don't remember much of anything about that <laughs> season. I think I, I think I only watched it, like, as it aired. I have the set, but I don't think I've ever watched the set. Mm. And yeah, the mayor was good. I dig the big, I, I love the big snake monster at the end. <laughs> I thought that was fun. Uh, thought Faith made a good bad guy. Uh, Spike and Drusilla can't you can't forget them. Oh yeah, not Harmony. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't like Harmony until she went to Angel. I couldn't stand her on Buffy. Right. I'm trying to think, did I miss anybody? No, that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's all the big bads. What about the Rupert reboot? What is your thoughts on that? Well, I mean, you know, the, the 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 snooty in me wants to be like, no, watch the old one. But you have to understand that the old one was shot for old TV, like tube TV. Like it looks like ass now, basically, is what I'm trying to say. Like unless you unless you are OK with watching something that looks that goddamn dated, um, it's going to be it's going to be hard to get it's going to be hard to get new people to watch it. Mm-hmm. So sometimes a reboot is necessary. It's the same thing with movies. Like you can't get can't get young, you know, like a younger generation to watch like black and white as easily. Now you couldn't get me to watch black and white when I was young. Like you have to reboot things every now and then if you want stories to be told to new eyes. So I'm kind of OK with it. I'm I'm hesitant because, you know, obviously I love the originals. Um and I'm concerned that they won't be as good and maybe they won't be as good to me, but that doesn't mean they won't be as good to, you know, new generations of people watching it. So I'm just hopeful that they, that they do right by it. And, uh, you know, fingers crossed that I can enjoy it too. Uh, cause I really loved the show and the characters and I would love to see them back on TV being kind of, you know, remembered, and if it's successful, maybe we will finally get a good HD re-up, you know, remaster of of Buffy. Probably not, but, you know. It... <laughs> uh, it's really the first 
re- reboot that kind of upsets me. <laughs> okay. I think being a fan of the show really gives a sense of ownership. So I understand why people get upset at the idea of reboots. But it was a great show, and maybe into each generation, a voice does need to be born. Yeah, there you go. So, whatever. <laughs> yeah, they're going to do it whether we want it or not. So, mm-hmm. most we can hope for is that it's at least entertaining for us, too. Right. So, out of Buffy, a show spun. And it's probably my favorite piece of entertainment ever, be it a movie music or video game i think angel is the series on the top the show was allowed to become its own identity and it's a metaphor for being lost in your adult years and it just hit me so hard each character was allowed to grow as well cordelia from the mean girl on buffy to the selfless and gone from a street uh trope to a passionate friend and enhanced lawyer and of course my favorite character wesley from the bubbling fuck up to a pained Badass that rivaled Angel himself. Yep. And we will talk about that next week. But you could give your little introduction for Angel if you'd like, Aaron. What are your thoughts on it? Uh, It's definitely, of the two shows, Angel is my favorite. Um, Hands down. Uh, I love pretty much all of the characters. The, uh, The theme of the show, like you said, was older. So it was a little bit easier for me at the time to to kind of relate to those characters. It added, uh, it, it it brought in Spike. It gave us, like you said, Wesley, who's an amazing character, Cordelia, uh, Gun. Uh, oh God, I'm gonna I'm gonna mess up his name. Well, the, the guy who was only in season one, Doyle. Doyle, Doyle, fantastic character, uh, and I I think Fred. Come on. One of the best characters in that whole series. Uh, yeah, so I can't wait to get in on that. <laughs> yes, yes. Oh, my God. I can't believe we forgot Lauren, but we will We will definitely talk all about Lauren. Right. I think, yeah, definitely. That's our intro for next week. Um, yeah, we'll be talking about that next week. Yeah, so come back, please. <laughs> so why don't you wrap us up, Aaron? All right. Well, like you said, into every generation, or in this case, into every week, a podcast is born. Um, Cue the theme song by Nerf Nerf Herder. Um, This, I think this is kind of up there with the wrestling episodes as like the kind of big episodes for us. Like the Buffyverse took up a ton of our, a ton of our time. Um, So I am excited that we got to do this in two parts because it would have felt very uh, disrespectful to kind of shortchange any one of the two shows. Uh, Mike, if the people wanted to follow you on social media, where would they do it? At Medic 5 by 5 and next week you will find out where 5 by 5 comes from. Ah, tune in. <laughs> uh, and, you can, and you can find me at Thomas 1978 uh, And that is that. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Mike, say good night to everybody. Good night. Later, y'all. Gerarg. <laughs>